Got it. Leave meeting. And leave meeting. I shall leave. Hello and welcome to Behind the Duvalier. That's what we're calling it now. The Duvalier. Uh, the Duvalier, <laughs> darlings. Uh, Behind the Duvet with me, James. We are with the cast. And with the, yes, we are with the cast. We are with the cast of Match Girls of Bo. So let's uh, introduce. Obviously, we have Abby. You may go first. Hello, I'm Abby Louise. I wrote produced and i play sarah chapman in match gazelle amy hi guys i'm amy separate and i play annie besson strax i, I am strax <laughs> <laughs> i was a couple of people i can't remember their names and i was the director i was about to mr connor Hello, um, I'm Colin Shepard, and I play Mr. Bryant and Mr. Law. You've nicked it from over. Yeah. Tiny. <laughs> Chelsea, sorry. Hi, it's me, Uh Hello, I am Chelsea Lagan, and I was the executive producer for the Match Girls of Bo, and I also played Kitty Duffy. He has less fingers. Last but no means least. Mr. Jimmy. I am Jimmy Wolf and I played Herbert Burroughs. I was also the doctor, not for that one. Um, <laughs> and I was also Charles, somebody or other, an MP. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Charles. Yes. Hello. Oh, yeah, it was Mr. Posh Charles. Yeah, Mr. Posh Charles. Like he's very, very drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good day in Parliament. What? Good day in Parliament. So, Abby, when. So, so give us kind of a little bit of a backstory to sort of the Match Girls and kind of what kind of inspired you to sort of do this audio? Right. So this all kind of escalated from Jenny Flint, surprise, surprise, who is a Doctor Shock Who horror. character. Shock horror. I know, right? <laughs> but well, gasp. when I was doing the research into her character, all it said in her character, like backstory was Jenny was a Match Girl. And then my personal fascination with the Match Girls stuff kind of escalated from there. Um, yeah, so before Vastra 1 was basically where this obsession started and now, yay, Match Girls. Up the Matchers. Up yeah. the so Matchers. Up the Match Girls. Um, so with, with that, did you do, obviously how much research did you have to sort of do uh, to, to really get the story in like was it easy to adapt such a quite it's quite an unknown event in history even though it's a very important event it's quite unknown so was it quite easy to put it into a dramatic form so what i did was so the whole thing is about this one art this like starter article in the link um pamphlet and um so basically i got this article and then broke it down into characters um and then just went out from there like there's an incident the whole um kitty has a line where she's talking about like going for jam and um jam on toast and drinking buckets of tea and that's in the article and um the incident with um calf where she ne nearly loses her fingers that's also in the article as is the whole kitty actually losing her fingers so i kind of got this one article and broke it up into 
random people that never actually existed <laughs> there are there are some people that actually were part of the match girl strike but i kind of like integrated them in with made up people but yeah like key events i've distributed between not real life people to <laughs> basically how does it feel going from because the recent sort of big historical that we did beforehand was r101 mm. how did you feel about going from r101 to match girls this one's definitely more closer to my heart um both of both of the incidents aren't very well known throughout history but i feel like this one's more significant mm. purely because as I, I was saying to you lot earlier like everybody knows what a suffragette is everybody knows about the suffragette movement but that was like 20 years after this and yet this is like a band of women like getting together and then after this there was like dockyard strikes and all this stuff so it's kind of like a like a domino effect from here mm. of people going we're not being treated right and it's mm. kind of like the start of like health and safety in the workplace in a way mm. there's like like little things that we take for granted that we wouldn't even think about now. It's like having a place to have your lunch. That's not, especially when you're in a factory. I, I, I get that it's different in like a, an office space. That's a completely different scenario. But if you're at, at machinery, you'd expect to like down tools and go for some lunch or whatever, but they never used to do that. And obviously because the place where they were eating was basically surrounded by chemicals and poisonous substances they were ingesting them that was just making them 10 times worse than what they needed to be you know mm. health and safety stuff mm. so yeah it's quite interesting um with that that it's again when you think of victorian factories and you you don't necessarily sometimes here you you hear the horrors but you don't necessarily hear like there wasn't any rights back in the days for but there, there is a line there is a line in it as well where they're on about children in mills um having injuries and stuff and all that was raised and sorted prior to this so the i i get that like the kids were seen before this which makes complete and utter sense but it was that that kind of like triggered all the rest of it it's like well it's okay like you you know that it's not okay for that kid to be in danger in the mills however you're okay with this like 16 year old girl sat there with her face falling off that's perfectly fine like it mm. doesn't make any sense yeah amy yeah how does it feel this is your first non-who i want to say or like sort of like is non-who mm, uh no or... i think i've done I think touched I've my second uh no third non-who oh, okay. um i've been i'm in a part of touched and also i was a part of the um penny dreadful series oh nice 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 how did how did sort of that compare from your previous experience to this one? This one, I, I've got to agree with Abby. When I was approached to take part and did my research, 
it's very it touches a nerve and it gets mm. very very close to home with the other ones i've been a part of it's been the characters have been very free um and with annie um she was she's one of the few characters that are there she is real you can look her up you can find her pictures um and talk about you know the social reform she was involved in and all this um so personally for me it was quite nerve-wracking because obviously i wanted to make sure very similar to when way back when i was in before vastra when i had the ripper victim annie chapman i wanted to make sure that i was bringing off enough um be able to do them do them justice because mm. there was this kind of riding of this person was real we know that they existed basically don't screw this up kind of thing <laughs> um but thankfully um abby sent some like amazing footage over of um the uh, match girls talking and things like that and i did my own research and found out how much annie was not only involved in obviously getting the match girls to talk but you know she got involved in the school board making sure that the kids had preschool dinners their bodies were all checked by medical exams things like this she, honestly you could do a, you could do an audio that was just about any better in this in her own right yeah because she's just she like like abby said she had such a mind which was advanced ideas for the time so the idea of uh, a national education for the kids um the women's votes this was kind of that catalyst of having it all rolling and then as i said you know 20 something years later we had the suffragettes and we had emily pankhurst then appeared and all this and um her idea of trade unions and things like this and it it's just fascinating because then not only did she do it here but she then went to india and helped to promote indian self-rule mm. and to get the british empire out she got put under house arrest for it while she was out there but this idea of you know irish nationalism um the indian free state and things like this it was she's just she's like a little she was like a powerhouse and she was a she was she was quite a petite woman she was so like five was, foot yeah yeah she was she was like what we call like the tinkerbell she was just this <laughs> tiny petite woman she wasn't heavy framed or anything like this but my god she had some welly to her mm. and uh it was just amazing to kind of give not only annie but this story the opportunity to be open because um you know, as we'd been chatting before and as you said yourself james not many people know about the match strikes people may know about the dockyard workers the children in the mills before um but then this big march and everything got overshadowed by a serial killer that happened mm. in abandoned what was it maybe about three or four months later so it kind of got swept under the carpet a bit and then all of a sudden when the suffragette movement and all that kicked in everyone was like oh yeah this is it without the realization of about 20 30 years beforehand actually to 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 make a symbol 
the match was lit about 20, 30 years mm. ago by these girls going, we're not having this anymore. I'm done with being fined for dirty feet. Mm. I'm not risking losing limbs for the sake of pittance that I can hardly get bread and cheese with. So no. to be able to bring this out and help the memorial in getting the donations and that, it's just, it has re- it really did, t- it's really touched it. It really has. Yeah. It's it's really again like the flames, and I think this is a very much a quite an inspiring story. Oh yeah. Um, definitely. and I think it's definitely really, yeah, it's definitely something that I think a lot of. I think looking at history, I think it should be taught. I think these kind of sort of oh, yeah. moments in history should be taught quite. In I think in schools because it shows what community can do. So. I would, yeah, I, would no. hold, I would wholeheartedly agree with that. They teach about the mill conditions and during the Industrial Revolution and all this. They talk about the working conditions on the mills and things like this. I think that there should be an extra module or some way in there of the match girls being in there. Brian and May, the atrocities, not only of living in the houses with the kids, but these young girls as well, who mm. are literally hand to mouth just about and it needs yeah. to be i agree couldn't agree with you more that this needs to be out more yeah. well said well said yes, yes. <laughs> up the matches up the matches amy for prime minister uh, <laughs> i'm getting quite emotional <laughs> yeah oh. when i become prime minister that's it it will become into it'll come into mainstream education <laughs> that's it that's up it from primary and then into gcse history that's oh. it Love there will be you. a whole subject, there'll be a whole module on the match girls and the catalyst into the women's rights and everything. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Mr. Barrett. That's you. That is you. Yes, that is me. Yes. <laughs> Deep in thought. What? <laughs> well, I want to ask you a question, if that's all right. Yeah. Gosh, you've directed something and it's gone straight to your head. That's... <laughs> Speaking of, oh sorry, darling. Talk to my agent. Oh, I'm oh, darling, sweet, darling, sweetie, sweetie, darling. I'll send oh, a bottle of oh, 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 oh. So, how did how was it directing? Uh, oh, it was awful. They just didn't listen. And it was... Kept going into sticker. It was absolute. <laughs> dial. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I didn't really have to. I didn't really have. I've had a. I've had a blind set. Apologies. I didn't really have to uh, direct much. It was more sort of sort of sit and listen. And, and at one point, I think I got so enthralled, I forgot I was directing. <laughs> we I think we all I, do that on occasion. I think it was because a lot of us, when we were like acting, we were so emotionally invested mm. that we didn't yeah, really I need didn't too really much need to direction. Say, oh, that was shit, or you need to redo that. It was, um, yeah, it. Uh, First thing I've directed, probably the first big thing. I've I think this is your first first time directing. My first and venture to, to, into the directorial role. You've uh, joined the club. You tick a box now. <laughs> I can tick a box. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was. Um, it was fun to sort of just sort of sit back and kind of listen to all the different characters popping up and and just someone else doing Mister Bryant. <laughs> 
for reasons. Uh -oh. This wasn't me. Oh. <laughs> that was so weird. That was the weird. It was thing. weird. That was weird for me because I'm like, not how I would have done it, but that's that's fictional, Mr. Bryant. Not not actual, Mr. Bryant. Mr. <laughs> there's 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 two Mr. Correct. There's two Mr. Bryants on TT, and there's yeah. fictional Mr. Bryant, who is not a very nice man, and there's actual Mr. Bryant, who's also not a very nice man, but they're both but, completely but different. Nicer, of not but very a bit nice nicer man. than my version of Mr. That's true, yeah. yeah that <laughs> Yours, Matt, is just a complete scumbag. Yes. <laughs> and that's probably put it politely. That, that is, that, yeah, that's just putting it very politely. Um, I, I, I tell you what was like, I know we recorded it, but obviously once listening back to it, the bit where, um, is it Kitty loses her fingers? Yeah. Hello. Oh, I felt that. Yeah. No, I felt, I, this, I, I felt I, extremely I uncomfortable that listening forgot. to that. I completely forgot that that's, it always oh, happens. I kind of. It always happens. And I was just like. Music. But and, I was like and then I think I was just like. Yeah, I'm not the music was oh, the music was oh, perfect. Oh, that was oh, so fantastic. Jed's absolutely Jed is absolutely absolutely perfect when it comes to music. Like he just gets the tension and the atmosphere and everything about the scene just absolutely perfect. Mm, like that I that don't think true. a scene would be the same without his music. Mm. A lot mm. of the time, I swear. And I think so also good. with that, it was very good acting put that convincing over it's not gonna sell yeah, not i still have i still have this i still have this image in my head though of calf's character just being like you'll be fine and like chelsea stood there her hand is just like completely i think is that's she... like one of the scenes that like i've i've had this like experience like before type thing where it was not not getting my fingers cut off but like um acting in peace yeah i give birth and yes. that that was hard enough to do as it is and again i had my microphone and i had to stand at the other side of the room the same with this one is just standing at the other side of the room listening to everybody in my ear ear pods and being like ah nobody walked ah. but the thing is i never oh, i never do like I never usually act out a scene like in the rehearsals or whatever. I'll just be like, ah, my fingers, ah, because I kind of just leave it to a one take thing. Because for me, yeah. I always say that if you, some of that that you need, especially to we like found a, that works better though a lot of the time. Didn't oh we? yeah, because you you won't get the same feeling and you won't get the same reaction as you do yeah. the first time you do it. So I never like whenever it comes to a scene like that, I especially with like a screaming scene or anything like that, I never do it when in the rehearsal and I'll never go through a first thing of it like a yeah. se you know second round of it I always do it then and there and usually mm. it works in my favor and comes out kind of like the best one so like I'm glad that people enjoyed it but I just seen people's faces being like oh did no. you notice did you notice the noise when she pulled the fingers out? yeah that <laughs> I know, was... that's how I was just like oh that was not pretty. Abby Louise Connor's catches face. the gore. Literally, literally, I watched Connor's faces that happened. You could just see Connor go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that's well, stupid. Yeah. So Chelsea, with, with that, I mean, obviously, what was it also like being executive producer? I absolutely loved every minute of it. No, honestly, it's like, 
it's like I'm not just I like Strack said like see you're just sitting there listening to everybody and you're like yeah yeah that's good and then after you record uh, Abby's like is everyone happy everyone happy and uh, you know like the director and all says aye aye I'm sitting there like that was blessed he's like Chelsea I'm like oh yes yes I'm happy yes like you completely get stuck within the story of it and you get literally you're dropping off every single scene that's there because you're just like you're so in like in the moment of it and when the characters just go and perform and you know you do them scenes that only take like one take of doing and you don't have to do a wee rehearsal beforehand it just comes off naturally you literally get stuck in the moment but I have to say like the cast that we got we are very lucky and we have newcomers that are coming into like this project as well and honestly I couldn't imagine doing this project with anybody else because everybody that's been here and done the story is absolutely fantastic and played the most fantastic that they could with the characters that they were given they've done their research they've done all their different things and like just bringing those characters even though they are real people but bringing them to life as well mm-hmm. and giving them a personality and you know it's just absolutely it's phenomenal seeing people grow so i tried like, char- like character wise character wise i tried to do kind of a mixture between actual people and like fictional mm-hmm. people and I think fingers crossed I've written them so similar similar that you kind of struggle to see which ones are made up and which ones oh, yeah. are actually, they all have their own personality people. you know yeah. they all have their own personality but it's like a believable personality so it doesn't seem like an over-the-top person you but you can and I, I've always said this and everything that Abe writes or creates you can literally if you close your eyes you can literally picture the surroundings and picture the scene happening as if it was like a movie right in front of you like you can picture like them coming out the door uh one of the characters running off with the book you can see her fucking scooting off and everybody <laughs> laughing with her no you can imagine all of these scenes going on in your head and it's the same whenever you're recording it as well you can see all these scenes happening like it's all pictured like crystal clear right in front of you and you know exactly the tone of everything and it's just absolutely incredible to see just people immersing themselves deep in the story and like getting all emotional and everything towards the end and everything you gotta love it i absolutely love it yes brilliant no fantastic (laughs) well we're gonna go to the dark side now for his (laughs) Villain TT debut. (laughs) For those who do not know, Connor is such a lovely person. He's a big teddy bear. He's a big teddy bear. What was it like playing a villain? I quite enjoy it. (laughs) Because I've not got that kind of natural personality that when it's like you know, you kind of get a, 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 the option to uh, play a bit of chaos without knowing there's actual consequences sometimes. Mm. I don't know why I keep being written to say harsh things to Chelsea in every production. <laughs> that was the, the DOS house owner in Molly 2. I did that <laughs> separately. I I'm not very I nice that. when it comes to the casting. No, I did, that, I did that one as a separate recording and I didn't realise who I was talking to until the premiere. And I was like, oh, I wait. know, I don't even realise. I'll, I'll say this, though. So, like we mentioned previous, we've had we've had a Mr B and a Mr Brian in two mm. kind of um, sections of TT and both of them play evil, evil bastards. However, 
they are the nicest, kindest humans in real life you'll <laughs> well, ever meet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say that's a running theme. But no, no, I really, it's, it's, I really it's Abby's it. running theme. Get the nicest person to be that. Hello, you're nice. the nicest, tallest people. And you've the got to be tall, but nice, yeah. Tall, like basically the BFG. Like, you know, yeah. you've got to be basically <laughs> yeah. that to they play a nasty villain. Being the nastiest person. Can I say this, though? And I'm going to be, I'm going to big Chatters up right now. You mm. absolutely smashed this role, darling. Mm. You did. Oh, thank you. I got to play um, a nice person as well, I think, Mr. Law, who was on the good side at least. So I got to play a nice bit of a balance. But um, no, it was fun. It was very fun. And um, I really liked the sort of community element that was felt when we were recording. We were still able to have a laugh and joke about things. And even during the read through, you know, when uh, you know, there were some cast members who couldn't make for the read through, we had obviously Chelsea being a sticker for some of them and everything like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, anytime uh, there's an opportunity, sticker, sticker is Teddy. <laughs> Yeah, whatever sticker can be used, she's there. She <laughs> is there. It's just, it was... nice, it's just a nice thing because obviously we what what's being made is something historically accurate, and thus is not always happy. And we're always and we're still able to keep the mood happy, work together, and still be really positive and make something really mm. nice. So, I mean, we listen to it and we're just like, oh, oh. well, we're <laughs> listening to it, but like we've got the happy memories of making it as well. Mm -hmm. and and stuff like that so it's been really nice yeah lovely jimmy hello jimmy, jimmy. hello jimmy yeah jimmy jim <laughs> hi um what is again about cut this out a bit um what was it like playing your playing sort of your cat your characters how did you sort of prepare to oh, sort of I'll, play this role i'll be honest roles? i didn't do much research if any i i didn't know i again i was one of those people i i think i'd heard of the match girls and things like that and i knew there was strikes and things but i didn't really know anything about it and i sort of i didn't really necessarily want to go too much into the facts because i thought if i if i immerse myself more in the facts of it i'm going to lose some of the drama and i think this felt like one of those things that I knew that Abby would have covered the fact side of things. So it's kind of like, I didn't feel like I necessarily needed to know it because I figured if you're going to tell this story, you want it to be a story that people remember. So you need to have the drama in there. And I think it's, you know, I, I wanted to go into it with an approach of someone who was new to the story. So I was sort of learning about it as I was listening to it. So it kind of sort of, um, in that sense, put me as both performer and audience, if you see what I mean, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it gave me an idea of the kind of um, the kind of way to present that story to the audience, because um, obviously, you know, it's you've got Herbert Burroughs in there is a fantastic character to play. You know, he's an actual person. I was going to say he's one of the few actual people that I did look up afterwards, and it was quite interesting. He's not how I pictured him at all either. In my head, I pictured him as quite an old sort of man, big mutton chops, top hat sort of thing. But he's quite—he was quite a young fellow. I didn't realize he was quite that young. But I, I liked it as well because it was uh, the thing that struck me about him. And again, as someone who didn't really know a huge amount about it, it struck me as he was one of those people that you're looking at and think, like, for for a man at that time to be concerned about social 
change and activities specifically for for women as well it was quite a sort of you know it's it's quite a sort of interesting position for him to be in because he's sort of you know where you'd have most men were probably the ones who were in charge and didn't care to have those people in there that did care I think it's 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 quite good to have you know to to make people aware of who those characters are but at the same time it's sort of you need to also make it sure that these are these characters are the people that stood behind the women you know mm-hmm. the, the women were the ones that were they were there to to do the change it was kind of like these were the, I, I got the feeling from the way it was written he was the kind of man who would be the person to get he would be the person to do something i in this case put it in the magazine but in a way of him saying i am the conduit for what these women have to say i i am a small cog in in their machine kind of thing so it was mm. it was very much sort of that you know you 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 want to sort of keep that sense of of reverence in it because again it's not about characters like him it's about the people that it's also about and then obviously other people like you had again the mp you kind of just i i don't know what i think i just did general posh generic man for that <laughs> oh, yes. posh generic man <laughs> yeah but, it, but at the same time it was kind of like again you know i just wanted i thought well mp he's he's a you know somebody who's a bit posh these are you know people who would necessarily be probably regarded back then as common folk so i just again i you know i don't want to put too much characterization into people like that because it's the story's not about them it's more yeah. about the people that are that are actually being talked about and things like that so um and then the doctor was just i think just the doctor i i try i think i put a little bit more evil into him because he is <laughs> cutting off somebody's hand but <laughs> slightly less oh, kitty. out of all the oh. bits of an article i could have picked up <laughs> Oh, we know what we're going to do with that <laughs> one. That. <laughs> but, but no, as a, as a story, as someone, again, who who didn't know, I think it's been done absolutely brilliantly, both written, researched, performed by everyone, because it's, you know, I think it really is one of those things that, again, I agree, um, I agree with something that, that Amy said, you know, this is something that should be taught in schools, because, you know, we learn a lot of stuff, you know, again, I don't know what the what the curriculum is like these days but this is certainly something that you know wasn't um wasn't really taught in my school I mean I don't I don't really remember in schools learning necessarily about even the suffragettes I remember they were sort of mentioned and things like that but it wasn't something that was necessarily taught but again it's kind of like you were made aware of it but this the whole match girls thing again I was aware sort of of it but this is something which has all sort of been quite new to me and it and again it really makes you realize how under told their struggle and also the um you know the changes and reforms that they made to to the system because as someone you know obviously not in the same things but i i work in a factory putting things together and even just the simple things like i've never questioned going to the break room to have lunch and you look at it and think like that's probably what well, it is almost certainly because of them and I think sort of it, it's good because I think more people if you listen to this more people in those positions will sit there and think I've never thought of that before. You know, mm, it's, it's, very, it's very, very, um, it's very thought provoking. And it's, you know, it's, I think it's a great way to get that story to more prominence. Mm. Well said, sir. Well said. <clears throat> yeah, well said, Jim. One of those things that's kind of been lost. Not mm-hmm. in the midst of time, probably because yes. of the whole. I have a habit of telling stories of history that have been lost or mm. rushed over. <laughs> Oh, what's Somebody next? has to do it. Well. 
Because let's I talk, have, teach I have the plans. kids about a murderer rather than things that should be talked about. <laughs> I yeah, it's the things people. You know that moment in history that nobody knows about. It'll magically appear in TT at some point. I'm, I'm sure. Are we? Are we basically like, doing learning by audio? Like, yeah, are we doing some sort of like horrible histories? You know, when you like you start learning. Well, like, you know, <laughs> I've said I've said this before, and I don't know whether I've said it on a like a podcast or whatever. I've definitely said it to you lot. I'm one of these people who. I loved horrible histories. I absolutely mm. loved yeah. it. I've actually and learned the, things the from thought, the, histories. I, I still no, watch the, it now the, when I'm an yes, adult. <laughs> but the thought of learning, the, the way they make you learn history and you don't kind of realise you're learning, mm-hmm. that's very mm. much the way I like to yeah. write these historicals. Is someone that, with ADHD, like, it's a perfect way of learning. Well, like R101, as an example, because that's the only other, like, pure mm. historical we've done and i i like people to be immersed in a drama but at the same point learn facts even if they don't mm. know they're learning facts but there's so many points in this audio which are literally direct quotes i have mm. picked up a bit of article and basically copied and pasted it like there's a bit with siobhan where she writes Dear Lady Letter, and it's signed A Match Girl. That actually happened. That is literally a copy paste. Rumor has it it was my character, Sarah Chapman, but obviously me being me, I decided it was the Irish girl. <laughs> but there's no nobody knows who it was because it was literally signed A Match Girl. But I just I just I don't know. I I I, I enjoy teaching people history and they don't realise it. I like mm. tricking people. If people listen to this and then they've listened to it and then they go onto their phone and do Match Girl just into Google, you know you've done well. We've done. Then, that's all. That's all it is. You know they don't have to go out there and read every little thing, every little article. Okay. If it just encourages people enough just to go and look for it, that's you know. That's, even if they don't the charity as well. Girl, even uh, if they just there. type in Annie Besson. Yes. So they type in Sarah Chapman or Alice Ferris. It will still come up with the Match Girl stuff. Mm. You know. Yeah. Crazy. So yeah, I think my final question to to the to the group, my final question to the group is, um, what has been the highlight of doing it? Is there any sort of like little outtakes or like little things that happened that have just really made you chuckle or? Oh geez, no, I know. Right, like let me let me start because I really want to big up Matt Lines. Yes. Oh, little Matt, bless him. Yeah, right. So Matt plays Teddy in this, and mm-hmm. oh, we we've worked with him before. He's done some stuff with TT previous, but that last scene mm-hmm. with Tobias Farrington, where he's literally in the alleyway and he goes, "What are you gonna do, sir?" I know. Tobias no, honestly, he's amazing. what are you gonna do? And I said to him at the recording because so before we do the recording, we have a script read over Zoom, and I said to him do it exactly how you did it on zoom because when he did when he delivered that line on zoom all of us were like yes like night drop we were like yes matt you smashed it literally that last line chef kiss no honestly he's such an amazing kid you know um, yeah. and i remember working with him the first time and just you know being R1 that one he was an r101 was his yeah. first one yeah uh, so I've like I think I've been there through all of his stuff. There he was in um 
our one on one was in Dickensian and then I was like directing him there and then obviously yeah. producing for this one. But honestly, just seeing even in the short space of these three audios, how amazing this kid is. And he's growing more and more into his like confidence. And I absolutely adore. I absolutely adore him. He's done so, so bloody well. And we just need to get him into more things. Oh, yeah, really definitely. If I could have had like half the talent that that kid's got at his age. And I, I hate to break it to you. He's just going to get better and better as the time That's goes it. on as well. Oh, God, and he's, yeah. he's, I think he's like 12, 13 as well. We are in trouble, gang. Yeah. <laughs> He's ours. No one else can have it. This is mine. Maybe. He is he's our child. Maybe child he's borrow, but he's no. <laughs> Sorry, got that. Have to put like have to do like a Shirley Temple. Put him on a lease or something. <laughs> lease him out. No, <laughs> he's, he's, so, he's so he's good. Gonna... Like, I, I really hope that he does some more stuff with yeah. TT because mm-hmm. I say purely like his whole performance and that last line, fantastic. I know he's just going to get better and better. Mm. Yeah, like I said, it's impactful. Um, but yeah, I think it's well. I think so far, from someone who has had no involvement of this project and listening to it, it's really good. It's a really good, and you felt again. You felt like you were going. You're peeping into history. It's one of the best things you can do. Is sort of look and listen and feel, and you feel so much sympathy but you feel the empowerment you you feel again the match the match has a light so to speak mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean has there anyone else got anything to say whilst we're here i'm trying to think of any outtakes that happened yeah was oh, there any that... funny mainly sticker outtakes no 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 there was this one sticker. line there was this one line that i was meant to deliver which is just before we walked into Annie Besant's house and I could not get it out. And it was the whole like, oh, were you in the bed across from your sister? And I could not get that line out. It came out completely. It had so connotations the way mm-hmm. I was saying it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was a disaster, but I got it eventually. But to be truthful, like outtake wise, I think there was too many. My terrible Mary standing voice was quite. <laughs> oh, oh Mary! That Mary was oh, that was, oh my god! I can't even remember what I did. Literally, so because we record no, on a thing called Zencaster, and it has a limit to how many people you can have on one um, Zencaster, so we had to split it over two days. So the cast that weren't there on the Saturday, we had to have replacements, and Jimmy was Mary. <laughs> that was, that was, that was so terrible. Mary funny. Voice. That was great. I don't know where that voice came from. We're going to keep that in mind. Mary will make a return. <laughs> Mary will make a return with Michelle Willows. <laughs> and then there's me trying to convince Cat's Welsh accent by filling in for. Uh... Oh, that's another thing I learned during oh. this during the stand-ins. I so I I can kind of do an Irish accent, but I cannot be Irish whilst Caff is being Welsh. I can't do it. So on the Sunday, on the Sunday, I was trying to be Kitty and be Irish. And obviously she was being Welsh. I could not. You I turned into not. Welsh, didn't you? I couldn't do it. Weirdly, I had the same thing because I stood in for Seamus on one of them. And I tried to do Irish and it did, I couldn't do it. The minute there was the Welsh came in, I just couldn't. 
I couldn't keep it in you, my head. You you can't do like some. You can't do. Well, you can't keep an Irish world, accent where there's a Welsh person there. You can't. I think I did all right. My Irish accent. Yeah, but you have a natural. Accent. Yours is a natural accent. Yeah, you say that, but sometimes Chelsea can't time, even dear. remember her own. I'm not even old. Oh, no, Chelsea. Which is the real one? How do I talk in my own accent? Is it Irish accent? Is it received pronunciation or is it sticker? Which is the real one? Which is the real Chelsea? Well, Which is the real Chelsea? It's a bit of all, really. <laughs> Will the real so Chelsea got... please stand up? Yeah. It's like that James McAvoy movie. He's got the Marvel personalities. This is it for Chelsea. There's like, oh, you have that moment, you're Chelsea, you're Ladies and gentlemen, schizophrenia. Coming soon to TG Productions. Schizophrenia. Split sticker. Split versus sticker. But no. All I have to say is congratulations to you all. Uh, and uh, honestly, well done. It was, it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride, but we got there. Yeah, but it's, it's a me, it's a me script, Jim. The amount of me scripts that, that are literally like roller coaster rides, it's crazy. I should just put that on my bio. <laughs> you should, like, it's just like the audio, Morning, the Alton Towers of Alton. This is a roller coaster. Welcome to. A roller coaster. Welcome to a roller coaster. Bringing adventures to audio. This one was written by Abby, so it's going to be a roller coaster. Hang on, you have plans. Roller coaster. Put your hands and feet inside the audio drama at all times, and please scream if you want to go faster. There may be emotional moments, so please make sure you have tissues to hand. You may cry. You may cry. You may laugh. You may go angry. Hey, you might at least we to... have a PG thirteen thing now. <laughs> we do, Bye. we do, which is yeah. which is very good. Sponsored by Chelsea Lagan in her RP. <laughs> Thank in you, dear. Album. This is a PG thirteen. It means this is a PG thirteen. So please, children under the age of eighteen, pass out. Pass out. Pass out. Right, that, and that on that cut. <laughs> yes, and on that note, um, we shall love and leave you all. Uh, please like, subscribe, and all that malarkey when it comes to YouTube and, and stuff donate. Like that. And donate. And donate. Please donate. 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 The Memorial Fund. Please Go donate. And donate. Steve. This is done for a charity. Yes, yes. Please. Highly yes. Please donate and honestly, every time you donate, I will go over to England and I will paint the statue's hand red. Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea, Gladstone's hand will stay red. <laughs> I will hoist her up onto my shoulders. We'll, we'll take photo evidence and post them on the Patreon. Also, subscribe to our Patreon. Yes, subscribe to the Patreon. Um, well, you but we have some Anything juicy, else we need to yeah, exclusive uh, for Patreon. We love exclusive Patreon. We have some lovely juicy exclusives that you just got to sign in. You just got to sign in. You just got to sign in. You just get in there. Yeah. Right. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us, and I hope to see you very soon. Bye bye. Bye. Oh, I'm pushing I mean, the wrong button. That helps. Bye.